welcome into a very special edition of Scoreball. I'm your boy Sam. With me live, in person, in the flesh, in sunglasses, Seth and Kyle. Boys, how we doing? Well, I'm not in sunglasses, but Kyle is looking good, Kyle. Feeling great. Feel like I should be in the Johnny Depp version of Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. Too soon? Hey, well, you, you also can't say the, uh, what's his face? Johnny? No, the other other one, Gene Wilder, because he just died. So that's also too soon. Yeah, so Gene. you can't really, you can reference the book if you'd like. Charlie, why would I ever reference the book? <laughs> if I read it, I wouldn't be able to see what happened. <laughs> Kyle has a Kyle, Kyle tell, tell the listeners what you have. I'm what is, uh, is referred to as an um, just crack on a beer as he tells me about his, his disability. I forgot to send you that video. I'm going to do it now. We're not doing anything important right now, right? No, just recording. So, yeah, I uh, about 2% of the population has this thing where you can't, your mind's eye is blind, so they say. Your mind's eye is blind. Uh, so I can't uh, picture anything in my head. A part of that 2%. I am in the 25 percentile or 25 percent of visual affance that also does not hear sounds or smells or any other senses in my mind. I also like how we have 20 minutes until the game starts. We're like, let's do a quick pod. And then Kyle tells us what he has. You asked him. All right. So here we are, boys. It's Friday. We're all watching the game together. <clears throat> game three is done. Game four is what we're watching. <laughs> the Celtics right now are up 2-1. After this game, by the time you listen to this, who knows? They could be up 6-1. But they wouldn't be. 6-1. <laughs> so the Celtics have a game tonight at home. They're up 2-1. Simple question. Who do you guys have winning this series and in how many games? Kyle, we'll start with you. Boston mm. in uh, what is that six? Well, I don't know. You have to tell me first. <laughs> yeah, it's Boston. Six. I can't take you seriously with those glasses on. You look like an alien. <laughs> Even better. Uh, I got Boston in five, which I've predicted in every series of the playoffs so far, and they've won each one. So none of them by in five. Yeah, all in seven, <laughs> except Brooklyn. That's true. Um, <laughs> but I have to predict him in five because it's good luck, you know. I'm, I'm a little stitious, so. He's not super stitious, no. though. Why is that good luck? Just because it's happened the first three rounds and they've won. They made it to the finals, so. I will also pick Boston in five. And the fun part about that is we could both be wrong by the time this podcast drops. So fun. Yeah. And we're wrong all the time, so it's just like us. Um, you actually believe Boston five? You, you like the odds for the gambling? It's at plus three hundred right now. You gotta love that. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a good chance. Yeah, I think there's a better chance than people realize. I think that that Boston just doesn't lose again. You know, they're just a the better team. Like if they don't turn the ball over, somehow it makes me feel worse about them. Here, you said that. <laughs> you said it a second before I did. I know, but it's normal for me to think that the Celtics are not going to lose again. But when other people say it, that it gets me nervous. God, Al Horford has beautiful eyes. He really does. I mean, it's the not quite Kelly Oubre level. Is it my but... glasses or is this a black and white photo? <laughs> <laughs> it's a black and white photo, but they're so expressive. 
So I would say, like, there's definitely a chance this goes long, but I do think Boston is the better team, and it's, like, not as close as I even thought going to the series. You know, like, I just feel like it seems like Steve Curry is kind of grasping at straws for who even to play. Like, they don't have a set lineup or anything, and he's just kind of fumbling for anyone that can give him some good minutes. And after Steph, it doesn't seem like anyone's really stepping up, right? I mean, Draymond's toasted. Clay is playing without uh, a knee or leg or ACL, whatever the hell he tore. <laughs> Something. A knee ACL or an ACL. Yeah. All of it. Yeah. He's playing without all of it. Look at Derek White without the headband. <laughs> oh, my God. Holy shit. That's a large forehead. So for the I listeners at home, we're looking at Derek White, who has, like, with his headband on, he's a five head. The first half of the, the top half of the screen is his forehead. The bottom <laughs> half is his eyes. Makes great listening, I'm sure, for a loyal listener. Yeah, I just I don't know, man. I mean, like like you said, they they don't have a lot of offensive options besides stuff. And you know, you put you put Draymond and Looney out there, you don't have enough shooting, right? You Clay when Clay's out there, you don't have enough defense. When Poole's out there, you don't have enough defense. You know, you think Otto Porter is kind of splitting the middle, but he's Otto Porter. You put Gary Payton out there, you don't have enough offense. Right. So the man had, I don't at least two wide open threes the other game, last game. And he's only a corner three points. Didn't even attempt to take a shot. Immediately got at the top of the key. No one near him and looked to pass it. Yeah. So I just, I mean, the Warriors, we know, we knew coming into the series that the Celtics were the better team, but the Warriors had more playoff know-how. You know, they've been there before. They have that mental toughness. They don't make as many mistakes, right, as we've seen the Celtics do over the playoffs. So <clears throat> that's the edge they have. But as far as talent, I don't think it's particularly close, honestly. Oh, what are the adjustments that you think the Warriors could possibly make? Are there just – there are none? Score more? I would like to see Kuminga. Honestly, they probably need it. Like, I know it's the finals, but – they need that kind of like athleticism kind of just can drive to the rim and finish over, over people. You know, it's kind of, that's kind of who Wiggins is, but not quite, you know what I'm saying? So that's one adjustment they could make, but I can understand if they think they're not ready for the moment, you know? I mean, how much less ready is he than like a Gary Payton who's coming off an injury? Right. That's a good point. I think they could run even more pick and roll with stuff. I'm, Yeah, when Al's dropping so deep, I would just keep running it. And I think it seems like he's running a lot, but I think um, I saw that it was only like around his seventh most of the season that he ran last game. I'd like to let's just bring it up to the most of all of, you know, because like when they're switching all that off ball action stuff, they can't really get that going. Right. So just straight up pick and roll with Steph is their best offense, I think. Yeah, I think that probably is their best offense, which does speak to the challenges that they have in the half court and, you know, transitioning over to the Celtics and what they need to do. Obviously, there's been a lot of talk about this already, so we're kind of just repeating what probably most people know, except Matt doesn't know this and he's our only listener anyway. So. <laughs> and that's that the Celtics really need to limit the turnovers, and when they do that, they pretty much always win. And because their half-court defense is so good, they can get into the fast break. It's basically like me and you playing 2K. It really is. I'm not good in the half-court in 2K. 
It's the hand eye. <laughs> only difference is I'm also not good at defending the half court, but I'm slightly better than defending the fast break. I tell you, I might not have hand eye coordination, but at least I have mind eye coordination. Mind eye? So we're all <laughs> we're all assuming Celtics win the series. Celtics do win the finals. Who do you guys have as your finals MVP? Tatum. Biggie. <laughs> he's up there he's been getting play uh, Steph Curry's been bringing out the big guns the thing is there's Steph only two Steph <laughs> I mean, who am I it would have to take like you know the last two games or the you know the, the two games that the Celtics win like if Jalen Brown put up 40 both times or something that's what it takes for him to, him to, him to get it over yeah. yeah I think there's only two finals MVPs that are possible at this stage and Steph or Taylor that's fair I mean, yeah, I think it's closer than how you're making the scene with Jalen as well. But, yeah, I'd have to lean towards Tatum. And if that's the case, Celtics do win this regardless, I guess, of Tatum winning finals MVP. Does this championship then, would this championship put him finally into that superstar level of player that I think we've been – assuming he's going to get to at some point, but after these performances we're seeing, is that, is that, is that what does it for the rest of the general public? I'm glad you asked because. Stephanie's bone is just. <laughs> I'm hoping the mic won't pick that up. So I'm glad you asked that because I've been thinking about this for some time, lying awake at night, thinking about how Jason Tatum might be a top five player in the NBA. And I thought we could play a little game. You know, I love my games. Uh, this game is who would you most we played it? I mean, so we've done this like a thousand times before. Who, if you were playing game seven, okay, at the NBA finals, right? And your life was on the line, okay? Someone said, if you don't win this game, you're toast, you're done, you're done in this town, Mm -hmm. okay? Who would you pick as your first choice for a player on your team, okay? Now, I like, to, I like to call this game the final finals game because it's your final game before you <laughs> perish. Name. I we're workshopping. Mm. I mean, CBS hasn't picked it up yet. Uh, so I have a list that I wrote. Do you guys want to critique it? And what's the list? You said we get one player. <laughs> well, I have a list for it. Yeah, my list is ranking the players I would pick. Okay. Is Durant number one? I have Giannis okay. number one. I guess you can think about him. <laughs> you didn't even think about him. That's why this is your final finals game. Uh, I'll, I would take KD too still, I think. I think that's reasonable so far. And then LeBron three. Ooh. Is that too well, high? playing the entire game, right? It's not like the, the final yeah. possessions. Yeah, entire out. game. I think I would take Jokic over LeBron. I have Jokic fourth behind LeBron. Yeah. And then Jimmy Butler five ahead of Jason. I had Steph fifth. That's reasonable. It seems too high and yet too low. <laughs> I think five is about right for Steph. Kyle, what do you think about that? Uh, that's tough. I think we're at that point now where who's six for you has got to be. Is that Tatum then? So I have a long list I'm considering for six, but I think. I feel like Tatum's got to be up there. I think it's got to be. Six. I think it's got to be Tatum or Jimmy. That's fair. 
See, I took Jimmy first, so I didn't even have to think about it. <laughs> well, I was also thinking about Kawhi, but, like, it's kind of hard now that he's out, you know? I, you can't think about Kawhi. But you would point. love to take him, right, because he's done it before. Like, that's the other thing with some of these other players, like Embiid, Luka, you know, it's like... Yeah, I mean, we should, probably should say... I mean, Jokic hasn't done it, but we all just didn't even think twice about him. I think Luka. I would take Luka after stuff. And then maybe Jimmy. I think I'd take Seth Curry above Steph at this point. At any point <laughs> in their careers. <laughs> Playing backyard seven years. We'd have tip off and his and his leg <laughs> would explode. <laughs> Just spontaneously combust upon tip upon tip. And that's it. Your life's how over. Soon, how soon did we come across Rudy Gobert? I have known him written down, and I went to 67. So, <laughs> uh, Peyton what about any love for AD? No. Aditya, any love for him? I do love Aditya. <laughs> we do have love for him. Okay. Um, no, he can't be trusted either. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. That's why that's why you gotta have stuff so one, high is because yeah the gravity, even if he's not like on a hot shooting night, he would just make everyone else get easier shots in the team. So know? let's say after Steph with five, then we have Jimmy six, Jimmy six Tatum seven, Luca eight. I would have Luca ahead of Tatum. Okay. But after that, then it's like I'd probably go and beat after that. And then I don't even know who else. You guys have turned down every other person I've named. Um, Probably DeMar DeRozan. DeMar DeRozan. <laughs> Dame? No. I completely forgot about Dame. I have the same I problem. also forgot about Giannis. So. <laughs> well, that's true. I, I have the same problem with Dame as I have with uh, Kawhi. I'm not sure where his health is at. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Is Paul George round out to 10? Is that wild to say? That is wild to say. But yet, Al Horford? <laughs> game one of the finals, Al Horford, or game two of the finals, Al Horford? <laughs> it was game six to not game seven. <laughs> oh, Clay. Not anymore, though. I don't know. Do you think we're waiting? So that's what I'm, that's kind of what I was getting at is like Tatum's getting high in this list, I feel like. And I don't know if it's recency bias, but. I don't think so because we've been talking about it, I feel like, for a while now. He's, I mean, that, 19. that first game, <laughs> <laughs> that first game when he had 13 assists, like that really more yeah. than anything showed me where he's at, right? Yeah. I mean, isn't he leading the finals right now in uh, assists per game? He's got to be, yeah. He is definitely, yeah. yeah like, I feel like, <laughs> like, I feel like what these playoffs have definitely showed us, and I guess going back to like the second half of the season when, they turned everything around. It's like, I feel like Tatum and Jalen have really learned how to play off of each other and together as best as they can. Yeah. 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 And what that has basically looked like is Tatum's playmaking has improved. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so even when they double team him or if he's not having a good shooting, he's still like elite offensively because he Mm -hmm. wants everybody else. Yeah. Um, plus, yeah, like the Celtics usually have pretty good spacing on offense too, which really helps. And Marcus has stepped into that 
point guard table center role in addition to Tatum's playmaking. So it really just feels like the Celtics have way more weapons than the Warriors do. I think they do, though. I mean, that's exactly what it feels like. I feel dirty saying that because now, like, we're going to lose that 20 of this game. But I mean, like, you guys could always, like, beat yourselves and lose this game, but I just feel like you're better, you know? Which is also what I said in the Miami series, and that went down to, like, the final play, basically. (laughs) (laughs) That was insane. All right, we got to wrap up soon, but real quick, the, the draft. We haven't talked about it at all. Uh, we got Magic at, at one. We have OKC at two, Houston at three. We assume those picks in some order are going to be Jabari Smith, Chad Holmgren, Paolo Bancaro. Which team, Kyle, do you think should take which player and why? I've said it before. I think Bancaro is the most NBA-ready player um, off the rip. But yeah, right off the gate, go right off the gate. <laughs> I'm sorry, off the rip to us again. You've never heard of off the rip? No, who's ripping? <laughs> I'm ripping. Um, but the more I think about it, uh, I think we all agree that Holmgren has some incredible upside for his skill, uh, skill that he's shown. Right, and he kind of reminds you of body type-ish of like Kevin Durant coming out of college. I'm not saying they're that wow. they're the same caliber of player, oh, cool. but body-wise, I feel like it's pretty similar. So in saying that, I think Orlando is probably best fit to take Chet number one. Just thinking of their team, I feel like which would be so funny because they already have like four players who are seven foot tall. Yeah. <laughs> right. But they're all still super athletic. And yeah. like, yeah. You think of like a Suggs, who we got probably Cole Anthony, Franz Wagner, um, Wendell Carter, and Chet lineup. It seems pretty dangerous. I'd rather have Jabari for them because of the shooting. They're a little star for shooting with that. Lineup, you know, I would go Jabari if I was Lando. I go Chad if I was OKC because you know they love those long white guys. And then I would go Paulo for Houston because I have my backcourt scores. And then I have Paulo and our boy Shengun, dude. I'll you like that? Helper and where? Holy shit. Podcast comes to a speech call. <laughs> I mean, computer is up in flames. All the games about it, sir. I really have no more to say. I mean, what do you guys think? Shout out to the 54th ceremonial unit. <laughs> what Can we get some love for the 55th, though? I mean, mm-hmm. come on now. I mean, not if he's leaving the 54th. <laughs> General Wilson. I thought that was going to say... Did they misspelled General? His name is General Wilson? Is General General? <laughs> What's happening? Uh, I'm just going to end the podcast. Gerald and Gerald. It's Gerald, General, General, it's General, Gerald, General, General, Wilson. Kyle, send us off. Shout out General, General.
What's his name? Oh, yeah.